Welcome in to season two, episode seven of the Roarcast. I am Kyle Matrician, joined as always, or most weeks, by Mike Kowalski and Megan Rojas. We've got quite an episode for you this week. We've got two members of the Columbia football team, two seniors, Josh Wainwright, a sociology major from Austin, Texas. And we've got Joseph Scouten, an Earth Institute major from Nashville, Tennessee. However, both of them currently are in New York City, as you will find out when you listen to the rest of this podcast. That being said, welcome in, Mike. Welcome in, Ro. How are we doing today? Good. Hi, guys. Great to catch up with Josh and Joe. I was able to talk to them last year in the Captain's Corner podcast, so uh, it's good to see them. Good to see that they're doing well, and it was, it was a good. I think it's going to be a good episode. You guys are going to enjoy it. Uh, my favorite part of the episode might have been the beginning where Ro says, I hope you all enjoyed the open. And in my mind, I was like, that we haven't recorded yet. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, it was great, wasn't it? And I was Spoiler. like, yeah. I hope so. Spoiler alert. So what were you, <laughs> it's going to be funny. <laughs> like, I also noticed during this episode, I love the good fundy shirt. I feel like, yeah. have you worn that on a podcast? Yeah, I have. I'm sure yeah. I have, but I've, I'm in a different like location, so it's easier to see. I have a little bit very, more. Very fitting for MLB playoff time, yeah. except the yeah, Mets I've are been, not in the playoffs. They're not. That's a sore subject, but we have a new Guys, owner. real quick, I want to go rogue. I just thought of this. Um, rogue going rogue, new segment. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday was National Podcast Day. Super quick. What was everyone's favorite podcast slash moment from the past? Uh, we can do since the pandemic started. Oh, since the pandemic. Since, pandemic? since it became Roarcast. Like year, oh, like our favorite moment from this podcast. Okay. Wow. Yes. Just threw that on us. I know. No I mean, you know, you could have told us. A lot of great moments. Now. Like, there's so many. Like, I mean. I feel like the best podcast was the one that I wasn't a part of, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> with, with, uh, with Ben. Yeah, naturally. I mean, I was like, wow, we even got an email about it. Yeah, that was amazing. Like, it's the first, like, really. I mean. Seriously, might have been the nicest email I've ever received. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I did enjoy editing that podcast. So that, that is the only thing that made me feel a part of that podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that was a really good one. I think um, our lightweight rowing episode was sticks out a lot. Yeah. You know, passion versus um, science. Oh, man. Passion versus science. The that was a good one. Guys, we've had some moments. Ro, what's yours? I forgot about that one and I might change my answer to that because I <laughs> felt like that was really, they were interviewing us by the end and I, yes. I yeah. obviously yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah. Turned the tables on us. They, they turned it to their podcast. Um, I liked, and I retweeted this yesterday about how, when we interviewed Peter, which was the started, the starting point for the broadcast, he admitted yeah. that um i'm i was the one the reason why he downloaded tiktok <laughs> and that is everything to me <laughs> i often tell people that i uh got peter pilling our athletic director to download tiktok so that was a good one to claim that was only the there. that was just a moment of that one it's good i didn't even know is it bad that i didn't even know it was national podcast i didn't think you think we i posted it yesterday right gosh yeah. Oh, that's why you posted it. Cause I saw you texted us and you wanted to post something. And I was like, why is she asking? I don't know. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Please Kyle, can I post on my personal account? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> go for it, bro. I don't know. Yeah. I just wanted approval. <laughs> <laughs> While we were talking about whether Wait, are or you not, trying to spoiler say that's not going to make the intro. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um, 
while we were talking about whether or not they were cat or dog people, about 10 minutes later, a full cat is jumping, jumping, on Mike's. Yes. <laughs> jumping on Mike's keyboard, and we're at a very serious point. So we were. We were. were. Interrupted. I was like, we couldn't yeah. interrupt, but no one, no one, nobody said, said anything. anything. <laughs> You're right. Oh, That's surprising. No I, 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 I wanted to get deeper into like, well, you know, I was going to say like Mike has two cats and I have two cats. So like, you're not alone here. Not that like that makes people cat people or dog people. I just think kind of living in this area, it's just easier to have cats than dogs. Um, I was going to, I I just felt like, uh, I felt like Joe was kind of like taking over the conversation. I wanted to get Josh back in the mix. And I think that's kind of like, you know, I, I just didn't want to keep it there. So that's why okay. I kind of, I, I admit I shifted the gears a little bit before we got too personally, but that's okay. we're talking about it right here. So it, we are. It, it all makes sense. It all adds up. It's all good. Just giving people context. Anyway, let's let everybody listen to the actual episode. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to head to com- social media poll this week. Do you care what we actually have to say? Or do <laughs> How you many of you skip the, the intro? Okay, we so- just got it. <laughs> <laughs> So let us know because we, if we're wasting our time, just let us know. <laughs> no, this is I don't. I no, mean, don't whether or not they listen to it, it we're still doing it. We're still, we're still doing it. This is this is our weekly catch up. Exactly yeah. what this is. So on that note, we will take a break. We'll be right back with Joseph Scouten and Josh Wainwright. So stick around. We all know what comes with being a fan: the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Share a coke with a friend. Coca-Cola, the official beverage of the Columbia Lions. At Athletic Brewing Company, we've built America's first craft non-alcoholic brewery. We've created a lineup of award-winning non-alcoholic beers. Our beers are made with organic grains and start at only 50 calories. Athletic beers are perfect for anyone who loves being healthy and active, but also loves to enjoy great tasting beer with friends. To give us a try, go to athleticbrewingcompany.com and use code ATHLETIC20 for 20% off your first order. Okay, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Roarcast. I hope you enjoyed Kyle and Mike's and mine intro a couple seconds ago. Hopefully it went really well, but the next segment is going to go even better. We have Josh and Joseph. Joe, Joe, Joseph, do you go by Doesn't Joe? Matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't okay. Matter. From the Columbia football team, both seniors, and we're going to talk to them. And I think you guys have been on the Roarcast before, or is this your first time? First time on the Roarcast, although we have been on the Captain's Corner, um, the Columbia football podcast. So, I forgot we changed changed the name per season. but uh, It's not their first time with Mike. It's not their Um, first time. No. Season best. Way back. (laughs) <laughs> Josh and I did about 12 to 13 episodes last year since he was one of the captains with Mike Murphy so yeah it's nice. the, the band back together as they say <laughs> I think I was on one episode last year with you I think if I, I remember know. correctly yeah. I think if we one of the ones that we recorded you might have recorded them all in LGL but I specifically remember being in the LGL late season it's possible yeah very possible Man, the LGL. What does that place even look like? What does that place even look like? Uh, Just start by seeing what you guys have been up to and how the start of the semester has been for for both of you before we get into other stuff. Um, Yeah, yeah, cool. So I've been been hanging out in Austin, Texas. Uh, 
doing online classes. Um, it's been weird. It's been strange. First time in what ten plus twelve years that I haven't been playing football in the fall. Uh, but you know, it's it's been a learning experience for me, just like it has for everybody across the country. So, kind of still settling uh, fully into this whole online class uh, experience. Um, obviously, COVID is going to have its its fair share of difficulties with closing and everything involved with the pandemic, but. Um, it's been it's been great to be home, friends and family. Um, you know, spending a lot of time with people I haven't had the opportunity to in the past four years. So, so I'm thankful. You know, I'm trying to make the most of of this opportunity to be home and to spend time with uh, with close ones, and I'm um, trying to make make light out of the situation as much as I can. But yeah, I mean, um, you know, it's been it's been weird. But you know, I think the biggest thing that that I've been trying to focus on is health. You know, I was. I was home for a couple months back in um, Nashville and really enjoyed time there. Fished a ton, you know, in the little in a creeks around uh, Nashville. So, so it was very um, nice and relaxing. And you know, just being home with the family was great. You know, I currently am back in Brooklyn at my apartment. Um, moved back about a week ago so so yeah you know just just to try to tackle this online school and you know finish it out and um yeah it's it's definitely been weird about the whole football thing like it's weird feeling the temperature drop I'm like is this the fall I've never been able to like really think about the fall because we've been fighting and it's like it's it's just a little it's just a little odd but um you know, everyone's having to deal with it. So, so, you know, trying to make the best of it. Ro, we're, uh, you're familiar with Nashville. Slightly. Been to Nashville one time for a basketball trip this past well, this season. This past year. That's why I brought it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was awesome. Oh yeah. I actually came to the game versus a uh, bandy. Uh, oh, let's go. Yeah. Uh, oh, sure. Yeah, that was a great game. It was. Uh, was it, it wasn't it a great it wasn't well. a great result starting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in fairness, in fairness, in fairness, uh, Vandy had a heck of a year for the women's basketball program last year. Yeah, but it was still cool, I think, for the girls to play at Memorial Gym. And then you should you should have came to the next game though. Yeah, that result the second time at what with Tennessee State is that who is right? Was MTSU or TSU or something? TSU, um, Tennessee State, yeah. Tennessee State, yeah. 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 Yeah, it was good. I like Nashville. It was, I'd never been. Um, and I got to see a little bit about what the hype hype is. Are you from there originally or are you just there this past So, so yeah, I uh, grew up in Nashville, born in Ithaca, but um, the majority of, of my life was spent in Nashville. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm here in Brooklyn full time and for the, for the foreseeable future. So you said you said you're in Brooklyn now full-time still so like let everybody know what you're doing in Brooklyn sure yeah so um at the beginning of the summer I founded a um a retail energy a consulting firm so so you know, I've been dealing with a lot of that a lot of our businesses up here in New York City um so it's been it's been fun it's been interesting the COVID you know I tried to take advantage of the extra time that we had and being home, so you know, I founded that, and you know, have have some good partners here, and it's been a really fun experience. Um, and you know, hopefully, I'll be able to continue it in the future. Um, but you know, besides that, I'd say my time is split between that, um, 
working out, school um, is obviously a big part of that. And then my, we have a new roommate who just moved in and um, she has a cat. So I've been spending a lot of time with our new friend, um, cat. What's the name? So her name is Gus, um, short for asparagus. Oh. Uh, and she is like the best cat, best cat ever. I just like sit there pet her for hours. So. Have you recently become a cat person or is the or have you always been okay with cats? Yeah, um I've always been a cat person and that's that's probably a tough I know a lot of people are a lot of people are a dog people, so it's it's a little off putting. For me to say that, you know, I prefer cats because I, because I grew up with them. But, no, uh, dude, I'm about to make you feel better. So I'll like, finish and then I'll make you feel better. Great. Great. Yeah, I mean, I grew up with cats and I had a dog that actually, our current dog who, you know, kind of kicked the cats out. So, uh, wow. so, you know, I feel bad for cats and I love them. So, yeah. Well, before yeah. we get I, to Kyle's story, Josh, are you a dog or cat person or both? You can be both. Um, it's a so funny story. I actually am a huge cat person. Um, wow, look at this. But I'm like really, really allergic. So if if I pet them and then like touch my face, I'll just get all red and start sneezing and my eyes will get all puffy. It's really unfortunate. But I love dogs just as much, if not if not more. So it works out. But you'll still pet the cats regard. You'll just go through the pain. I'll pop a Zyrtec. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll be good for a good couple hours but all bets are off if there's if there's no benadryl or tech in my system then you're not going to want to be around me this is good to know because i mean i know you spend most of your time in texas but you said you were in new york city so if you visit joe you know you know what you're dealing with if you go to visit visit him in brooklyn yeah, no, we were actually just talking about uh, getting together on Friday, so I hope you have some, some Zyrtec over there, Big Joe. That's going to be a long few hours. Uh, yeah, I'll be sure to stock up. <laughs> it's actually funny because, um, so we're, so we're signing a new lease, so it's like, so it's like we're signing our cat, it's like a contract, uh, uh, it's like a one-year deal uh, for our cat. So it's like <laughs> one year, uh, ten thousand uh, uh, scratches and pets. So, so yeah, it's good. <laughs> I mean, its name is asparagus. I need Gus. way more context. <laughs> yeah, but we just uh, so we just call her Gus. But how, uh, did, how did we land on asparagus, though? There has to be some type of story there, knowing you especially. That's a great question. I actually don't know because my roommate. Um, I've had the cat since uh, college, so she's probably like four or five now. So, um, so yeah, I, yeah, I'm sorry to disappoint. I really don't know, but all <laughs> you got to find out for us. We'll bring up. you back. Yeah. We'll bring you back and have an. But whole it's not surprising about. because we talked a little bit before we started recording. One of the most popular segments on Captain's Corner last year was your 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 daily meal intake. So it's you know the fact that the cat's named after a food. It's a vegetable, but you know still still very apropos. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, maybe it has something to do with my current uh, diet. Uh, so I, so I recently cut back on a lot of things, and I'll I'll talk about it later if you want. But <laughs> we could definitely be a good. Uh, I say.
Well, let's, if everybody's okay with it, you want to just go to it now? Because I think it's a decent time to kind of go into that before we kind of switch gears a little bit. No, we're just going to talk about cats and asparagus the whole time. <laughs> Solid episode. So, so I'm only eating asparagus, and that's it. No, I'm just kidding. So, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, you better tell your cat to watch out. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but, yeah, I mean, I said earlier, you know, I've been, I've been focusing on health. You know, as an offensive lineman, obviously we carry – carry a lot of weight and um so you know it's always good to a trim the fat um literally and figuratively um so you know <laughs> I, I recently read a book called the four hour uh, body by tim ferris and um you know he talks a lot about you know dieting and and you know how um how it shouldn't like uh, uh rule you but at the same time you should definitely be a pretty conscious about your diet and how it how it relates to your everyday, you know, ex- ex- experience everyday life. Um, so, you know, I find myself um, having different workouts because, you know, obviously we're not prepping for a season. Um, so, you know, I, I cut out a lot of carbs and, and, you know, like heavy, heavy fats. So you know, I'm only eating um, uh, meats, uh, uh, like very, very clean meats um and then also veggies and lentils um and definitely a lot of asparagus so uh uh but yeah it's been fun it's fun i know um i know last time i talked about i think it was like burritos and like pb and j sandwiches yep. <laughs> and I, I think i might have mentioned like some sort of egg uh, concoction um but you know i think i think i've just learned a greater under like a I've just um, uh, created a, a more holistic approach to uh, dieting and how it um, how it affects my life. So yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun to uh, to uh, move on. So yeah, it's good. Is this something we're going to try to adopt for the whole team, or is this just a, a Joe Scouting thing only? What what have you been up to, Josh, with comes to working out and diets and everything like that, trying to stay ready? Yeah. Um... So I have been, actually, I've changed my diet habits recently. Um, nothing major. Um, just like trying to get more health, health healthy. Um, just get a little bit of everything in, in, in every meal, or at least once a day. Um, also considering doing like a plant-based day once a week, because plant-based foods are actually really tasty if you find the right ones. The only thing I found in my experience thus far is like, they're pretty expensive overpriced right now which is is what it is but um i've been working out uh i actually joined a kickboxing academy which oh. has been very very interesting um some of the toughest workouts of my life and i tell everybody this and they can't they don't believe it but if you guys have the chance or an opportunity a lot of these academies will do your first class free and it's like it's a crazy workout it's a crazy workout have you been inspired um, by cobra kai no actually i saw that release on netflix a a few days after i went to my first class so it's kind of funny how that lined up um but yeah i've been i've been staying busy you know uh still doing weights and and started jogging running which is not for everybody i'm not one of those people it's really really difficult but i'm I'm still trying to find this runner's high that everybody talks about i get like (laughs) 10 minutes deep and that's supposed supposedly when you you hit this high but I'm I'm struggling the whole time, so hopefully within the next few weeks, you know, 
I'll be able to find it. But um, it's been good. It's been good. I've been able to stay active, stay busy. Can you guys take us through like a day to day now that you're um, not on campus, like what that looks like for you taking classes and working or working out? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so I'll wake up. I like to wake up. If I'm going on a run, it'll be, I like to see the sunrise. So it'll, it's getting pretty early, you know, over in Austin, but it'll be around like 645, maybe 650. Take a run, um, come back, get a coffee, kind of prep, deload for the morning class, um, do my class, um, have lunch, either go get something or make it at home, um, go downstairs, get a little weight workout in if I'm not going to the uh, the kickboxing academy later in the day and then kind of um, take the rest of the day as it comes do afternoon classes if I have them if not then usually getting some type of studying done or reaching out to you know um, the alumni network or um, other people with uh, networking opportunities to hopefully try and find a job so staying pretty busy on a day-to-day basis nice yeah that sounds that sounds pretty similar to my day. You know, it's just, um, I usually work out in the morning. Um, and then after workouts, you know, I, I basically focus everything around a uh, class. And so, you know, I get all my class done. They also have a big, a big day in the morning. You know, for example, Tuesday, I have a pretty heavy uh, class load in the mornings. Um, you know, once I get out of class, I focus on work, you know, if I have any calls, if I have any, um, if I have any things to deal with on that side of things, um, I, I am uh, currently living with the former uh, Columbia teammate of ours, uh, Van uh, Niels. He's a running back, so we so we you know talk a lot about work because he's working for a battery company in that in New York City and not doing some really cool things. So so we talk about work, talk about uh, you know things to do on the weekends, and then and then you know we chill. Um, so. And then if we cook, um, so I've been getting big into composting and, you know, anything that we cook, we, we try to compost the waste. Um, I recently have been getting into worm uh, farming as a means of, a, a composting. Um, so, so I usually check on my worms, uh, Sorry, I've got a lot of dumb and dumber jokes going on in my head right now. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It's pretty, it's it's pretty crazy, but but you know, my worms are thriving right now. I'll tell you what. <laughs> this is um very <laughs> Brooklyn of you to be composed. <laughs> yeah, I know. Love your brand. Yeah. I had to fully commit. Yeah, you have. I, I, I don't have a lot of worms right now. You know, I only have a hundred. <laughs> Where, but, where, where's the worm farm located? It's in my backyard. It's like in a, t- it's in a tub, maybe uh, like that big. And it's a lot of room for hundred uh, worms. And we feed them, you know, coffee grounds and paper towels. And they're beginning to like build uh, uh, tunnels and everything. So it's actually pretty cool. And hopefully in six months I'll have like a, hopefully a thousand worms. Because I fish a lot too. And it's, and it's hard to find bait in, in New York City. So I'm gonna so I'm gonna play God a little bit, you know. The <laughs> your chosen ones will become the bait. So so I'm excited to to see where that takes me. Where in Brooklyn are you right now? So I'm on the border of Bushwick and uh, Williamsburg. Okay. Um, so it's around a 20 minute uh, drive to a Prospect Park. 
gonna i saw this in the news the other or maybe it was just last night but i know that like queens and brooklyn have had like a little spike in covid cases so like has that kind of like changed what you've been doing over the last few days yeah totally you know i think um after i saw that i definitely had a heightened sense of awareness and you know just to be careful um everywhere i go you know the best thing that you can do is is you know um you know follow the procedures and just, and just make sure that, that, you know, you're taking care of yourself so you don't hurt other people. You know, I think, I think it's a good way to think about it. You know, some people I know can usually weather the infection. It's just, or the virus, it's just a matter of, you know, who, who you could be hurting. Um, so, you know, definitely just a heightened sense of carefulness and awareness. I was going to ask you guys this earlier when you were talking about uh, trying to stay in shape and physical fitness and dieting. I was going to ask uh, if you had to go back to practice tomorrow, let's say, right? What part of practice, like what, what's the part that's most difficult to keep up with when you're not doing that every day? Like if you had to go to practice tomorrow, like what part of practice would just kick your butt? I mean, I don't <laughs> I don't know. What do you think about um, that? Two minute. Um, I don't know. I feel like really the toughest part would just be getting through an entire practice, given that we haven't, you know, been through a training camp or obviously our lungs probably aren't exactly where they need to be. Um, yeah, I don't. That's a good. I haven't even thought about that. Honestly, I found myself. I can't speak for you, Joe, but at least with the receivers, we did a lot of things before practice like officially started and they weren't like, they were technically warm up drills, but I would always be so gassed after like 10 minutes of that. And I just know I would be absolutely dead after 10 minutes of that. And, and it wasn't like a, a really like high intensive type deal. It just kind of like got your day started as a receiver, but it was always like a lot of work, like quick pace, fast stuff, fast twitch muscles. And so I know that I would not be ready for that. I would not last. Yeah, I feel like some of it's got to be positional. I'll go ahead, Joe. No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, I was going to say there's a huge difference between, you know, being in shape and being in football shape. So I think um, the first couple practices are usually tough to, like, regardless of what kind of shape you're in. Like, it's just tough to get used to being – as an offensive lineman, I mean, just being low – the whole time and you know basically being in a squat position for you know two or three hours so um yeah i think that my uh knees would probably need a few hours to to uh, to heal get a little bit after practice but um yeah, i mean you know that's 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 a, that's always the case i guess uh, coming into training camp so what type of workouts are you doing now? Are you just trying to get in like overall shape and combine it with this new diet or you're trying to have football movement incorporated or you're just kind of scratching that for now? I mean, I think I'm so, so I'm mainly focusing on a body weight stuff and especially yeah. being in New York city and you know, being careful about uh, going to a weight room, you know, a lot of body weight, a lot of, a lot of band work. Uh, so we actually put in a pull-up bar, um, a few months ago so you know just 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 mainly focusing on you know having a really good core and because if you have a good core like 
all the weights and everything will come back uh, pretty quick. But, um, but yeah, just just really focusing on overall health and a core, um, and you know, trying to focus my energy on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd say probably core um, resistance has been huge for me too, like Joe. And then just um, kind of longer distance conditioning has been something I've been focusing on with these like running and jogs. But like Joe said, like football shape and in and, and shape are, are two completely different things. So. Jag One Physical Therapy is a proud partner of the Columbia Lions. With state-of-the-art rehabilitation equipment and facilities, allow us to develop a specific plan catered to each patient. The JAG-1 team proudly serves the tri-state area with facilities throughout Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, Westchester, Long Island, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. We're here for you. Get back the life you love. Visit www.jag1pt.com. That's J-A-G. O-N-E-P-T dot com for more information. New York Presbyterian Hospital is one of the nation's most comprehensive, integrated academic health care delivery systems dedicated to providing the highest quality, most compassionate care and service to patients in the New York metropolitan area nationally and throughout the globe. New York Presbyterian is consistently recognized as a leader in medical education, groundbreaking research, and innovative patient-centered clinical care. Ranked number one in the New York metropolitan area by U.S. News and World Report and repeatedly named to the honor roll of America's best hospitals, New York Presbyterian has 10 locations in the metropolitan area. For more information, visit nyp.org today. talk a little bit about the 150th anniversary of Columbia football. I'm sure everybody's that's listening has kind of seen what's been posted on the website and social media and stuff. Uh, what does that mean for both of you being a part of a team that's got such a long history and what did it mean to be a part of this program for, for the last four years? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's really cool. You know, I was, I was on Instagram today and I saw that like, vintage Columbia football um video against Princeton and, you know I wish I was I wish I was playing then with all the dirt and the mud and all the grease I think that was really cool um but um but yeah I mean I think something that just about the past four years that's cool to think about is is you know not only does does Columbia have a very rich history um and a very a long history. Um, but you know, we were part of the era in the past four years that they you know changed a lot of, a lot of the cultural things that, I, that, that it came with the Columbia football. And I think, um, that, that's a, that's a pretty lasting impression that I'm going to have, um, leaving the program and, you know, feeling like it's in a better place than when we, I got there, you know, I'm definitely very proud of that. I think, I think Josh, you know, as a captain did a great job of, of, you know, implementing that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just very positive interactions and very positive, um, feedback and everything from the past four years. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, it's been a really cool experience. It's been awesome to, you know, contribute to 
like Joe was saying, the culture of 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 a, of a first off of a Division One uh, athletics program, but also one with uh, such storied roots and and being an Ivy League institution at, at Columbia. And you know, we we hear a lot as players about kind of the history and the traditions that go on there. And you, you know, you hear Sid Luckman and you hear of uh, William Campbell and and all these guys that uh, played at at Columbia and. and um, are, are, are known as being, you know, Columbia legends. And it's been cool for me uh, recently to see all the social media posts from Columbia football, just giving us like uh, more in-depth looks and in, into in, in what this actually looked like for these guys and, and pictures of the stands, pictures of the field, those little video clips. Cause that's something, you know, we're not going to see on a, on a day-to-day basis as current players. So uh, like Joe said, you know, it's been really cool to see all that stuff. Uh, it's been an incredible experience to be able to contribute to the history and the tradition of Columbia. And, you know, I hope leaving, um, leaving Columbia, you know, we, we left it in a better place than, than we did when we arrived. And I think uh, these guys after us, this next senior class rising up and, you know, all of the uh, juniors, sophomores, even the incoming freshmen coming in, I think uh, they're in a great position to, to succeed with the coaching staff and, and the people that uh, have been put in place around them. So I'm excited to watch. I'm excited to sit in the stands and, you know, whenever we do have another season and, and root for the Lions, um, maybe maybe put somebody's number on my chest. I've never done that before, but who knows, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and also, you know, I don't know if you even know this, Josh, you're on the ballot for the uh, all-time 150th anniversary team listed as one of the wide receivers. So, uh, you know, especially for you. Nice. Yeah, so. Very cool, very cool. So check out the Columbia football page, go Columbia Lions that com slash football and you'll see a landing page where with all sorts of features and information you can vote on uh your favorite and best players from over the last 150 years awesome well hey that's a that's a great honor um couldn't be couldn't be more proud to to uh, represent you know my classmates and the guys that i play with at columbia so that's doing it in just about three years i mean you didn't have that that (laughs) last year to pile on the stats <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wish a couple of things went differently uh during, during the career but hey you know sometimes you're dealt with, with with the cards you're dealt with so we made the most of it that's all that matters and then one more question on the, the 150 you said you guys have been watching you know the, the the campaign on social media what's one or two things that have kind of surprised you that you've seen th- throughout that what have you learned that you did, might not have known going into this Hmm. Good question. Just something that stuck out to you that you saw. Yeah. Uh, all right. This isn't like related to like tradition or like, um, I don't know, any, any of that stuff. But I didn't realize that our field has been the exact same for so long. Like in terms of like the stands on our home sideline, you look back at some of these pictures and these videos and it's the exact same field. Like it's the exact same thing. So that's kind of cool just to know that not a lot has changed in that um, regard that the stands, you know, we're looking at as players um, on homecoming, you know, when it's packed out were the same ones that, uh, you know, all these um, legends were looking at, you know, 40, 50 years ago. So that's, that's been very cool for me to see. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, the biggest thing that I've seen is, you know, I love, I love watching us just, beat up on the big dogs in the Harvard, you know, Princeton, it, it's, there's something satisfying to it. Um, and, you know, I know like a lot of pictures in our locker room, you know, are us just, are us 
kind of uh, leaning over Harvard players and uh, Yale players. And you know, it's all good. And like, you know, I don't mean to, I don't mean to poke at them, but because <laughs> we are in this additional Ivy League um, football, you know, group. But, but you know, it, it, it is pretty satisfying to see those videos. So. While we're reflecting and talking about 150, I mean, I got to ask you guys, you know, what's what's the biggest memory? Like your big, I mean, it doesn't can be an individual moment, it could be a team moment, but like, could be on the field, could be off the field, but uh, it's just like a like one big memory that sticks out to you when you like think about your time at Columbia. I think we we most of us know the answer, but we'll let you guys. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think really for me at least it's just like a collective experience that's the big memory that I cherish I'm going to cherish the most is that all of us and it goes for you know a bunch of classes but our class especially class of 2020 that we came in there with a you know a purpose a mission and I feel like in a lot of ways we accomplished a lot of what we were trying to so that 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 will always be what is most important to me and what I cherish the most um, but if I had to boil it down to one moment it'd probably be sophomore year when we were playing Princeton and that was kind of like the first big win that put us on and kind of made everybody else have to take take a step back and realize like all right we can't like we can't ignore these guys anymore they're 3-0 they just beat Princeton at their home house um they've got a great team and you know I don't know for me that was I, I remember on the sidelines after that game everybody was so happy and there were some tears going around and it was just so much pride so much so much, so much pride on the sidelines, proud to be a Columbia Lion. And it, it felt like that was the first time that that had happened for our fan base in a while. And It's interesting that you bring up that game because I'll never forget you at Princeton. You guys were on SportsCenter that night. And I think mm-hmm. the first time I found out that we had won that game, my best friend was getting married that day. So his <laughs> wedding was his wedding was that day. And then it was after. So I wasn't like normally I'd be at the game working the game. And then we were after the wedding and like, you know, the after party, whatever, in a hotel. And I look up at the screen and I'm like, it's Columbia on Sports Center. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. You're probably talking about the Lions the rest of the night, huh? He's like, man, I, just I know. I just, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was awesome. No, it was great. I thought it was amazing. Before we get to Joe, too, like the other thing about that game is it just kind of set, like you talked about leaving things better than you found it it kind of sets the bar. Like, yes, there's like a relief when you won that game that sophomore year, but then there, since then there's like an expectation. It's not like a surprise when you win those games anymore. Like that's kind of what it was going into that. And that kind of, like, I think that's a big testament of where you guys did take the program. Yeah. And, and if I can touch on that just one more time before we get to Joe, I think that's the challenge, right? Is uh, for these next guys is, is not letting, um, not letting it serve more of an expectation, but uh, more of, of a challenge and opportunity to rise to and, and something that you're always going to be, you know, striving for and, 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 and knowing that you're not there because you're never there. You're always fighting and you're always scratching and you're always clawing to get to an opportunity to win those games. And I think that's a challenge for those guys. And I think they fully understand it. And I'm excited to see, you know, what they do with it. Building something like we did to that, that is, built as such that younger generations will like look at that year look at 
our past four years and think, you know, like, all right, like this, this is the model for success. This is, this is how we should do it going forward. Yes, it wasn't perfect, but, but you know, overall, I think there's definitely a positive trend. Um, and, um, you know, I think, you know, specifically the games, the Cornell game, sophomore year. So that was eight and two year that Cornell game. And then the, and then the pin game this past year. So when we just like blew out pin at homecoming, both of those games, we rushed for over 200 yards. Hey, and, come on. <laughs> and, you know, as an offensive lineman, like I, like that, that's what like I eat that up. Like I love that. So, um, you know, you could really like feel the dominant energy, like the victory energy in those two games and like just running the ball for that. And, you know, Josh, I know you're a receiver, man, but. Um, yeah, no, I, I was about to say, th those are some pretty boring games. So you guys are really doing your job. Well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, no, I mean. Shore for Heisman. That was, that was when we started the Shore for Heisman thing. Yeah. <laughs> Remember sophomore yeah. year? <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, but yeah. But yeah, both those games just had such good energy and, you know, really added to, like, the positive culture of, like, you know, how you continue a program is, is you know, my opinion, you know, having a solid offense that, they, you know, can get five yards when it needs to, can get one yard when it needs to, um, to continue drives, you know, set up for players like Josh to make big plays. Um, and, and, you know, I think we really did that in those, those two games. And you know, it made a lasting impact on me and, you know, hopefully it made a lasting impact on – on, you know, the fellow offensive linemen, running backs, uh, and then and then obviously trickling down to the quarterbacks and the wide receivers, you know, I did, taking some of the weight off of their shoulders is always is always great just because of how much pressure is on them. And, you know, that's that's incredible. I don't think I would be able to handle that much pressure. But, um, you know, taking taking some load off of them in those games was, uh, was awesome. So, so, yeah, just a lasting impact there. Well, I think I think I'd be remiss to say that the O linemen don't get enough credit for in any regard on any aspect when anybody's having any conversation about football. So I can speak for the rest of our team when I say thank you and you guys for what you did in our four years. Because you say you couldn't be a receiver. I mean, look at this frame. I couldn't be a lineman. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. We love doing it and. And that's why we do it. So, so I appreciate you saying that, though. Of course, man. I was going to ask Joe about what he's doing for work, like a little bit more info. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, I want to go into uh, renewable energy and, you know, however that may be, whether it's, you know, on like the trading side or like the project development side, I have a background in solar power. Um, specifically solar power development and you know i moved on from that and entered in into the retail energy space um which has a lot to do with with you know trading um and creating um these long-term energy deals for let's say you know, like a massive office building or you know like a chain of mcdonald's or something um so yeah so i'm so right now i'm in that space you know my day-to-day -day on that front is you know, delegating, um, delegating, you know, my sales team, I have, I have, you know, uh, 
you know, three to five people who are working on sales and, and, you know, what they do is they're just in charge of, you know, client outreach and, you know, creating business for us. And then, and then I deal with a few other energy uh, suppliers and a consultancy uh, firms who, who, you know, do a lot with like energy pricing and, and, you know, how that relates to, you know, long-term, short-term deals. So, so it's a lot of, so it's a lot of the contracts and it's a lot of, it's a lot of, um, a client interface. It's a lot of calls, but you know, it, you know, it is satisfying at the end of the day because, you know, in, in COVID in particular, and this is, this is a main reason why I began this firm is that, um, you know, obviously everyone's in a lot of tough positions monetarily with their business. And, you know, I'm, you know, I want to help mitigate that. I want to help lessen that. So, you know, let's say if I can, if I can save a company, you know, you know, $50,000 in a year on their electric bill, like they're going to be able to pay someone $50,000 of their salary and not have to lay them off. So that's what I'm thinking. You know, if I can, if I can save someone from getting laid off, you know, that's a, that's a job well done for me. So, um, so that's, that's the framework of what I'm doing now. And, you know, it's, it's, it's taken a little bit, it's a little bit on the backseat now, um, because of school and, you know, finishing out. Um, but you know, this past summer, it was a big, it was a big part of my life and, you know, I'm looking to continue it and, you know, we've seen some really cool results. So, so if you know anyone who, who needs to save energy, please, please let me know. Just let me know. I'll be happy awesome. to, uh, to come up. So. Josh, what are you looking to get into after graduation and if playing's over? Um, I am hoping to get into um, some type of consulting, um, digital marketing, management consulting. Uh, I have a marketing background. Um, so I feel like that gives me a, a few options. And if not, if not that, then um, something operational or um, something analytical. Um, but I'm looking, uh, there's a, there's a lot of cool opportunities out there. Um, and I'm still, I don't, I don't think I want to, um, limit my search, you know? So if something pops up on my feed that, you know, looks interesting to me, I'll definitely do my due diligence and research. And I just want to end up somewhere that's challenging and somewhere that I enjoy. So. I mean, between sure. last week and this week, man, we got some go-getters. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Have you have you guys heard about uh, who it was? Uh, Jackson's story. He's he's created this company that he does like peanut butter, almond butters, like all. The, like he started doing it last year, and he's like starting to sell it and stuff. It's pretty wild, and he's got rave reviews from his teammates about about how good it is. So you can check him out next week on Shark Tank. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a big fan of peanut butter, so I'm gonna have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Sure, right. appreciate that. <laughs> well, what do you think, Mike? That was a pretty yeah, good episode. I mean, an hour kind of flew by. That would, yeah, no, I, I know, no. I have one good more, time. like one more question. Is, um, you, we talked a lot about like what you guys are doing physically, but I have a feeling you guys, um, like, is there anything you're working on, like mentally to like meditate during this time to like not be on your computer the whole time during Zoom and stuff like that? Um, I'm sure that's something that you guys do maybe with football. I know it's like a grueling season. Is there anything like that you do now or you've taken up? 
I'm actually so glad you asked. Um, I know. This pump. <laughs> well, I know mental health can be like a, a huge, um, is, well, first and foremost, very serious um, and can be a huge, you know, issue with everything going on. Everybody's confined to their own spaces and you don't really have that um, type of interaction that you would normally with, with other people. So for myself, uh, first and foremost, what I've always done to kind of take a load off or take my mind off of things is play video games. I'm a gamer. I'm going to put that out there. It's something I love. Um, Rocket League, MOBAs, you name it. I'm there. Josh, do you um, know we have a Twitch now? I might be recruiting you to play some video games on our Twitch channel. Oh, oh, please. Please. <laughs> we're looking, we're looking, got, we're looking for gamers for the Twitch channel. So give me a week notice and I will come in there competitively. Wow. Oh. Any game you got. I yes. promise. I promise. Um, Eyes lit up. <laughs> but then in in addition, I also uh recently began doing meditations and then Meditating has been really, really, really awesome for me. Uh, just that whole frame of mindfulness and being able to take your eyes off of the bigger picture and focus on your day-to-day -day and things that you can see that you don't normally look at that will just make you more thankful, more appreciative. And at the end of the day, have a better outlook on life. So that has been something um, that's been really cool uh, recently, uh, meditating outside in my room, um, you know, really anywhere. Um, and the more you do it, the more you learn to appreciate it. So uh yeah i would say that video games as always and then and then meditation and honestly these these runs are like a, a form of meditation too i don't know why i struggle all the way through then i get home and i'm like i feel good about myself yeah <laughs> well that's the runners that's the runner side that you said you were missing you said you didn't know what the runner side was <laughs> i think you just, you just described home, it, you just found it. <laughs> no 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 i was referring to that moment that people tell me about in the run where they forget they're running I never have that moment. I've never. Had that. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm always struggling. It's perfect. You know, meditation's, you know, an incredible thing for this, for this time. Um, on the note of uh, Twitch, you know, if you need me to Ooh. bring in some entertainment as the world's Ooh. worst Madden player, I would be happy to. <laughs> you should expect only hail marys and all out. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm bad. I'm bad. I'm yeah. bad. Uh, and you are also an offensive lineman, so. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like what route is this? Like, is cover two? Like, what is, what is that? Cover two, that sounds fun. You, you, you take a sack in game and, and you're critiquing the offensive lineman. Like, oh, that was great. That was great. I can't go back to the, the replay. Yeah. Did you I, did the there? I never even touched the ball in the game. I'm only the left tackle. <laughs> I'm only the left tackle. <laughs> oh my goodness but anyway yeah oh yeah but anyway okay <laughs> I'm, I'm happy i'm happy to know all right i've because we've been trying to find some people in like the first couple sports we've uh picked through it didn't seem like it was really hitting so this is good this is good perfect um but i guess the other thing was what on meditation and and mental uh stuff mm -hmm. uh, your mentals in the words of uh of marshawn lynch um, I think the biggest thing that I've found, and, you know, I've, I've done a lot of meditation stuff, you know, breathing exercises and, you know, calming my mind some, but, you know, I've really, um, especially during the, during the summer, you know, um, found that fishing for me is like su such a meditative form. Um, and I think that's why I'm like 
actively searching for places in Brooklyn to fish um, consistently and, you know, just, just being one with nature, although it is in New York city, I feel like would definitely kind of help me out in a lot of situations. You know, I kind of had a, I kind of had like a moment during this summer where, you know, I was fly fishing and, um, you know, an eagle, a bald eagle came down and freaking um, fished and like dived in the water and harvested this like beautiful trout. And I was just like, I was like 10 feet in front of me and I was just blown away like by how like immersed I was and um, in nature and how the eagle like didn't even like think I was there and didn't even like, didn't even like like change anything he was doing because of me so like I really kind of like took that to heart and like um becoming like quote-unquote like one with nature like has really been has really been good for like my for my mentals and um you know being that that activity has really helped me get away from a lot of things that are going on right now so um so yeah it's been it's been really fun and i you know i can't wait to find some good fishing spots near me so wow that's an awesome story yeah it was it was pretty life-changing it was really cool wow well great answers to that question guys <laughs> yeah Above and beyond. i think that's a uh good way to close it out especially with this podcast airing on what will be Mental Illness Awareness Week. So once again, I want to thank Joe and Josh for taking some time out. Uh, it's been a really good episode. We'll be catching up with more of the football team uh, throughout the fall, so stay tuned there. Uh, make sure you catch up on all previous episodes of the Roarcast, Captain's Corner, Inside Columbia Basketball. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your your podcast we're there so we're, we're totally there so find go search for columbia athletics and subscribe leave us some comments give us some feedback we appreciate it so for kyle matrician megan rojas i'm mike walski we'll talk to you next week